I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like travel. Again and again and again. It's a year of travel. It really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's surprising. Yeah. Because I, I went down to Vinny's again and uh, hung out with Vinny. You did. It was nice and cool. It is cooler where Vinny is than where we are. Yeah. Yep. And then I came back for a little over 24 hours. Yep. And went with the boy on an adventure. Adventure. That's such a charitable way of putting it. I'm trying to, you know, keep things in a positive framing here. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's good for us. So we said last episode that our family friend, the kids, one of our kids adopted aunties is stuck in another city in another state because they broke their leg. Yes. And needed to have someone drive their car and their dog home. Yes, they would not be able to drive it. And they certainly would not be even good with sitting in a car that long. And you did eventually give in and decide to be the person who did that. I thought about it. I didn't want grandma to do that. And she doesn't even like to drive on a highway. And this is a couple states away, Mm -hmm. you know. There wasn't a lot of people that could do it. But I also have a half-sister that lives in the area that's somewhat in between here and there, closer to there. And she's never met number two child. And I felt like I should drag number two child off to do something. And he's not been a very willing participant, you know, in part of his age and he wants to sleep all day. Participant in like having appropriate social interactions with other people who are not his gaming friends online. I wouldn't call those appropriate either, but yes. Okay, fair. Having appropriate social interactions in real life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I thought, yeah, let's go take a little trip. I talked about taking a road trip to take him to see his half brother. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, gas prices went up and I, th- the amount of time wasn't available for my former work wife. She had other obligations and she was going to be the other driver. In any case, because you don't have that kind of time off. Mm-mm. So, especially not this kind, not this time of year. This is kind of a busy time of year for my work. Right. You could take little time, but but it takes a long time to get to his brother and Yeah. So, it, it was a good trial for that road trip. Next summer, I hopefully will be retired and I will have the time to go. So, to have that test run and to have that taking a boy places and seeing your family was also good because then like this dog is very active, very hyper, and there needs to be one person driving and one person dogging. Yeah, he's not necessarily hyper, but he's strong-willed and he's very strong and he's big. Mm-hmm. And he likes the boy and he he listens to the boy and he doesn't pull the boy. Hmm. He pulls everybody else, mm-hmm. but he doesn't pull the boy. And... So the boy was going to be a big help with the dog, and we'd get to go see my sister and my niece and nephews and pay a little visit, and I haven't seen them in eons. Mm-hmm. And the expectation was that since you're doing this for a friend, that the friend would be paying for all of this. And even if, you know, we needed to buy plane tickets or buy hotel stays or buy meals along the way, that it would it would be reimbursed. Right. And so I thought, well, this is opportunity to make a real quick trip. And the boy seemed down for it. I wasn't really sure. Did he, was he not paying attention to how long this was going to take? Mm-hmm. 
or what was going on, but he seemed good with it. So off we went. And you and I often fly in Southwest. It's like a flying greyhound. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of stops. It's cheaper. It is. But, and for the places that we most frequently go, it works. Right. But to go where she was and pick up the dog in the car was going to be twice as long on Southwest as it would have been in a direct flight to a Northwest type airline. So she, she recommended that and I took her up on it because the boy is not good at sitting on planes. No. He doesn't like it. Sometimes one of the advantages of flying with Southwest is they have some in-flight entertainment and he can just look at that. Mm -hmm. But I was going to pay the $8 because I thought it'll be worth it to me. Right. But he decided he would sleep Mm, because it was daytime and he's not used to being awake (laughs) in the daytime. Of course. And he likes to, when he first decides to sleep, he always likes to put his head on my shoulder. And my right shoulder is the one that's bent forward more and is bony, right where he always puts his head. Oh. You know, but this happens all the time. So. This is a thing. Like, he always wants to cuddle on you and hang on you when he's doing something that's unfamiliar. And flying is not totally unfamiliar to him, but it's infrequent enough that he still wants that comfort. Right. And we were on a different airline with an assigned seat and the only two together other seats that were left when I bought the tickets were the last row. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good because we'd be by the bathroom and, you know, mm-hmm. I need to send him there. So yes, it was not uncomfortable. Otherwise, he did eventually use his hoodie sweatshirt. I made it into a pillow and his travel pillow, which I was so glad I remembered out of his closet mm-hmm. to on the plane. And then he made pillows and sort of slept. I don't think really, but intended to. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had to take a Uber to go get the car and the dog Mm -hmm. because it was daytime and people were working and not able to retrieve us and the airport's not close to where we were going. And he was was pretty good about that. I explained to him that we had to go pretty far to where the Uber picks people up and I wasn't going to schedule the Uber till we got over there. And we we tried to do what we could uh, for teamwork with together, you know, the two of us. Mm -hmm. What we could, considering who the team members are. (laughs) And we got almost to the Uber place and then he needed the bathroom, which I'm glad he told me, but then I had to get him a bathroom. Yeah. And we were in a parking garage. Oh, gosh. Yes. But it's a big airport and a big parking garage. But he's like as big as me. So if I sent him to go ask where the bathroom was, they're going to send him I don't know where. But if I go to the window of the whatever I was at and say, my "My son needs the bathroom. Yeah. They will send me to the employee bathroom right there. Mm -hmm. I think they might have sent other people, but but I wanted to make sure to get the closest bathroom. And then uh, he, you know, he's talkative. So he talked to the Uber driver, told him how he wanted to drive an Uber. I got very excited and wanted to tell him all about it. And I said, well, he's 15, so he's not going to do it yet. Right. But he he did tell him a bunch of things anyway. So that was fun for them. That is cool. Then we went and got the dog and when I'm doing something and I have the boy with me, it's part heading towards what I'm doing and part looking behind me while I'm heading forward Mm -hmm. to see what the boy is doing. Right. So there's a lot of that. And we could see the dogs at the window, but nobody was coming out. So I called uh, his aunt and said, hey, do we come around back? Because the garage was open. You're calling the aunt because you're thinking that she's there with dogs ready to hand them off. I am because she told me she she was at the other cousin's house, but she was going to go there that day and put some luggage in the roof contraption to send back so Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have all this luggage to deal with when she finally was able to take a plane. Right. So I thought she was there the way she said, yeah, come around back. So come I went around ar- back. Come means uh, approach me. Yes, it does. Oh, for fun- <laughs> yeah, so I went so around back. I can't even swear. 
And I went and opened the door and the poor teenager inside was very startled. Aww. I said, I'm sorry. Auntie said, come around back. And so, is she here? And he says, no, she's not here. So then I, I introduced myself and the kid couldn't give me the keys and the dog fast enough. I bet. Like, didn't introduce himself or anything. Just, you know, here you go and out you go. Yep. And so we got outside and I had to get everything settled. I didn't realize till later they had exactly enough food in there for him. That was all. Oh, gosh. So that was, you know, a little concerning to me. I think he didn't get quite enough, but he was only sitting in the car. So I gave him some, you know, whatever treats were in there too. Right. When he'd get in and out of the car. We'd have to trick him. We'd have to go around the other side and open the other door. And then he'd get in towards the person who was on the other side. Of course. Because he's smart. So then we start driving to the hotel. Uh-huh. Now, originally, I was going to stay at my sister's. And then she called me and said she was still testing positive for COVID. And so I couldn't do that. And so that's when Auntie got us a hotel a couple hours away. So we could be in the direction of my sister's. And the general plan was my sister would test again that morning before we came, but we would meet outside Mm -hmm. and we just stay outside right it would be a short visit right which you know is unfortunate since i probably haven't seen her in 20 years yeah maybe a little bit less but because if i if i could have stayed there i would have went that night and visited that night visited in the morning yeah and then when she went to church i might have left then or i might have waited till my niece got there you know what i mean yeah It turned out it was better I didn't stay there because there is not a fence for the dog. The dogs kept wandering off towards the road and we had to go get them every time. And she's had challenging foster kids for some years now, probably about 15 or 16 years. Mm -hmm. And they have destroyed that dwelling quite thoroughly. So it would not have been very comfortable to try to keep tabs on the dog and, you know, stay in a house that wasn't quite guest ready. Fair. But we're driving towards the hotel. And, you know, the map is telling us to go and the, the the connection is blocked off because there's an accident, but it's not telling us another route yet. And the boy starts getting slap happy. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't know at this point, is he just slap happy because he's been off schedule and made him wake up during the day? That could be part of it. Mm-hmm. And he had just had a med increase that day. Okay. So, is there too much meds going on here? I don't know. He was really slap happy. I think he has been slap happy for a while, but it wasn't as noticeable to us because he's not interacting with us as much as he is with the online gamer folk. He mostly seems to yell at them. He does, but then like, I'll hear him just laughing like a maniac up there sometimes. Yes. Yes. And so, unfortunately, maniac in the clinical sense. Yes. Is true. But so that made me really glad we we're just going to the hotel at that point because we were probably halfway there. And because we had rerouted and we're off the freeway and at stoplights, I decided I'm getting a piece of pizza out of that box. I'm getting hungry now. For some reason, that was really, really fucking hilarious to him. That you were going to have a piece of pizza and eat it while you were driving. Yeah. Or the way I was saying I'm getting the pizza out of the box or something I was doing was very funny. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, I think you're a little slap happy. And he, he admitted that. So, but we got there and it made me glad that we were stopping there. At that hotel. Yeah. And, you know, he was pretty good. It was so far really good. He's very helpful with the dog. It's helpful to have two people. Mm-hmm. 
with a dog that's especially one that's not yours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's summer, so you can't leave a dog in a car. Right. You can't bring dog in places. No, and so it's good that there were two of you, and it's good that he was able to be mostly helpful and didn't need any more direction than is typically necessary. Mm-hmm. Wasn't being like in need of additional redirection, which no, he sometimes no. is. He didn't and and he could he likes he liked the trip and he likes trips because then he gets the junk food from the gas station and a, a drink. <laughs> And at the hotel, he also wanted a drink. Mm-hmm. And it was like $3 in the lobby. And I said, there's a machine upstairs. It's like half the price. Let's just, I'll get you one upstairs. Mm-hmm. He gets a soda. I mean, he doesn't get that at home. Right. So, you know, it was good. And, and then in the morning, you can go to, they had breakfast there. And I had to find a hotel that took a dog and had two beds for us. Because you can't sleep with him. Mm-hmm. He moves around and he pees. There's no. 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 The dog slept with him. The dog, and the dog doesn't was comfortable in the bed. And- I did wake up too. I smell pee. I'm even sorry. though I had sent him at like 11 or 12. And as soon as I woke up, before I even opened my eyes, I said, dude, get up and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even have my eyes open. You could just smell soon it. As I, knew it no, as soon as I knew where I was when I woke up, I didn't oh. smell it yet. Then I, when I sat up and he had taken the covers off, I smelled it. And I was like, damn it. Mm. He had not put the pull up on, oh. which made it worse. Yes, of course it did. And I thought, they better not charge us the $700 dog deposit for UP. Yeah. And I explained that to him. And he was trying to process it and saying, well, will they take the whole money? I said, well, typically, if they can, they will. Mm-hmm. So hopefully not. But everybody who includes him in something is aware. I mean, Zero Child was saying when they stopped by yesterday that they had warned their girlfriend that he might pee mm-hmm. and that they were really sorry, but it might it was very likely that he would pee. Yes. And he didn't. Wow. While he was there. Because he can not do it if he tries. Yeah, trying is a hard thing for teenagers. Teenagers are very trying. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I wake up early, send him to the bathroom. We don't Mm -hmm. have to leave the hotel that early Mm -hmm. because my sister's going to go to church. And so we don't need to be there. So you can go down and eat the breakfast and do whatever else. Yeah. Eat some breakfast. Tell him, come up and tell him what's there. Bring him some foods. Mm -hmm. Go back and bring him more foods because he's 15. Mm -hmm. Go back and bring him some more foods. And let them sit there and eat. 15-year-olds do all have hollow legs. They do. And I would sit, I sat somewhere else in between because our room. Smelled like pee. It did. I put the fan on the unit, the wall unit, Mm -hmm. really just, you know, fan, constant fan or whatever it is. Right. And open the window. We could open our window because we had a view of the roof. Nice. So then we drove around and I got a coffee Mm -hmm. at a local place. Nice. But he, he didn't want coffee there. They didn't have any frappuccinos. So I looked up where the starboard was because it's going to be somewhere close by. Oh, yeah. It always is. And took him, you know, ordered something. I went there and the map took us a kind of screwy way there. Those things should have been my clue that it was going to get interesting with the maps. And were you using Google Maps or were you using the Apple Maps or were you... I was using Apple Maps. Okay. Yeah. And I had paper maps and I wished I had used them Hmm. eventually. Right. Because it's not a big deal when you're just driving around a block and driving the long way to get to the coffee place. Right. But it is when you're trying to drive two and a half hours home and it turns out to be three mm-hmm. on your last leg. So we, we got coffees that we wanted and, and then we started driving towards my sister's and it was very scenic and mm-hmm. it took way longer than it was supposed to. I don't know why. Right. Two lane road. Mm-hmm. The map was able to find my sister's and I was glad because it was uh, almost gravel driveway hidden between a lot of trees. Okay. So you weren't going to find it very easily. Mm-hmm. 
and we hung out and visited. And it was really, it was really nice because, you know, I haven't seen them in so long. So they've only seen me on like Facebook or talked to me on the phone. They've talked to my niece, who I was a godparent for at the time that she, that, that she was born. Mm-hmm. And then my sister, but I've not seen any of the guys. And all her husband said is, you look a little different <laughs> or something like that. You sure look different. So, but everybody was very friendly, very cool. We and just that hung was out the and only thing that was said. That's that was wild. It, man. That's that was great. It. Yeah. Oh, my sister did say the thing, you look just like dad. <laughs> only she says it. It's like people in r- rural Michigan talk. You know this. Like if you heard my sister talk, you'd recognize it. The way she says about uh-huh. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And just the, the cadence that she talks in. When I first moved here from Michigan and I was getting my teacher's license stuff managed and I went into the office where it's managed and I'm standing in line and I hear someone talking at the counter and I could tell that they were from Michigan by the slight nasality and some of the vowels and some of the syllable stresses. Like I could tell that mm-hmm. is a Michigander. Yeah. And it was also, uh, you look a lot like dad. <laughs> Yes, all those short little wide vowels. Yes, that's my best impression. Dad. Yeah. Dad has two syllables. Yeah, it does. In, in, In certain parts of the country, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah, we just hung out for a while, and then her her daughter that uh, is fifteen was working, mm-hmm. kind of like ours, kind of a go getter, likes to spend money probably. Yeah, probably was working, you know, at a frosty freeze or whatever. But it was another twenty minutes away in the away direction from where I was going to go later. Mm-hmm. But we did go down there so she could say hi because she really wanted to meet us. Well, that's good that you were able to see people and that people were welcoming and friendly and appreciative. Yeah, it, it is, and it was nice. I felt a little bad that we couldn't stay longer, but it had a lot to do with that we couldn't have stayed the night because you do a lot of visiting if you stay the night. Yeah. You know, and the boy would have loved that. Mm Mm-hmm. But that just wouldn't have worked for me or the dog. Right. So off we went to come back with the dog. Nice. Yeah, we left there. And I had already decided we would have to stay the night somewhere about 10 hours away. Mm -hmm. Because I would like to stop driving within the hour of it getting dark. Because there's nothing where we were going to be driving in that direction. Yeah, Um, and like when there's cities or things to see, then it's easier to stay awake while you're driving. It's easier to stay. But if you're coming this direction... There's nothing It's by not us going to be that way. For a long while. Yeah. And the next place after that would have been another three hours. Mm. So the 10-hour place was it. But then the antics I- ensued. Well, and there were antics the night before as well when you were at the first hotel and you called me. Then the boy was saying things like, I heard somebody knocking on our window. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, and my gosh. Yes. So, you know, then I was worried about too many meds mm-hmm. and psychosis. Yes. And I thought it was just manic paranoia. It might have been that. Given that he has a whole bunch of other manic symptoms as well. Yes, he does. And when he doesn't, then he's really fighting. He's angry and fighting. So, yes. Which could be manic, could be depressive. And either way, it's, either not way, it's a problem. Yes. Yeah, when we were at the hotel that night before we went to my sister's and I, I was talking to you and then I finally went away to talk to you mm-hmm. because there's no talking with him there. He talks. He talks the whole time. He unless his phone is working or if other people, he's kind of also like, you've never had parakeets, but if you if you have birds in your house, pet birds, if you talk or put your TV on or anything, they chirp. You would not like this because you want to hear your thing that you're listening to, right? And with your auditory processing, it'd probably be an issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's that way. He he has to chirp in there. 
Mm-hmm. So he was insistent that somebody had been knocking on our window. And I said, how many floors up are you? <laughs> We're only on the second floor and there's a roof there and I can see out the window. Uh-huh. And nobody's on the roof. And if they were, they would make them get off. You'd think. It's probably not easy to get on the roof and there's oh. a lot better places to be. Uh-huh. Unless you're a teenager, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So he was sure somebody was knocking on our window and I was telling him they weren't. And we were going in those circles when I was talking to you and not that you mentioned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it might have been, it definitely was the mania, whatever was happening. Right. And I said, they're not. It's, I listened, it's doors opening and closing around here and they make a click and a bunch of noises are happening, but it's not the window. But this is the thing that our boy has always done. Like he'll see some hint of something and then he'll make it into the scariest thing that he can possibly tie that tiny piece of evidence to. Right. He hears a, a sound and he thinks it's someone knocking on the window. He saw something or other when he was like three and thought there were snakes under the house. He, he didn't even see anything at that time. I was driving him home from daycare and he's sitting in his little car seat in the back telling me how there's snakes under the house. <sighs> we're not even near the house. So he's always had these wild, weird things like that. Ever since he could talk, he probably had them before that. We just didn't know. But, you know. Possible. Yeah. So he was insistent. So I opened the curtain mm-hmm. and he was going to film it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you do that. And the dog would bark every time there was a noise, like mm-hmm. a knocking, because oh, dogs do that. So the dog did bark periodically throughout the night because of that. Mm-hmm. And the boy could get him to quiet down right away, but it you know, would wake one of us up at least. Right. I was right. There was nobody knocking. He did eventually hear the sound and not see the thing. That's good. Because <laughs> he'll often be quite sure he saw a thing. He wasn't looking. Oh, yeah. Like whenever he comes in from taking out the trash and it's dark out. He has a story about a creature that's out there. There was a raccoon, there was a rat, there was a spider. And you and me, and usually the other person who might be home, his number three child, are all like, you know, closing our lips and not make sound because... And when when they were younger, we actually had to have a visible cue to number three child to not engage with things like that. We would tap our noses or touch our noses as a cue of nobody is going to believe him, but we don't need to correct him. Yeah, because you'll it'll just be a, he'll just fight you on it. Mm-hmm. There was a raccoon, or there was a rat, or there is somebody knocking on the window of the second floor. And, and um, yeah, and number yeah. three would ask questions like, "Well, where was it?" and "How's it?" and then point out that all of the story that he's coming up with has all these holes. And yes. I'm just like, "Oh my god, just don't, just let him be wrong." They couldn't stand it, so now we just clamp our lips shut. And I don't know, that sounds wrong. So. <laughs> Now we try to be quiet about it. There you it. go. Yes. And we just and so let, let it go. But, but when he's, night. he's like insistent, he wants to tell me, he wants me to believe him, and he wants me to listen for it and watch for it. Mm-hmm. So I say, I'm going to open the shades and you tell me when they're knocking. Okay. But they didn't. The sound came, but there was nobody there. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. You look so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, that was a good try at fooling a toddler <laughs> with the look on your face. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, very curious. Yes. So, he yes. was like that the first night, and then you said the second night was when the fun really began. The second day, by evening for sure, because as we're driving back, we're in the middle of a lot of woods, and the map decides it's not there anymore. Like, there was even a grid, and there was a road. So, I thought, well, there's a grid and a road, and this is the road we're on, and there's no other road, so we'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. But it also wouldn't, if I plugged my phone into the top USB port, it would show my map screen on the screen in the car. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have this in my car, so it's a, it's a novelty, but it was easier because otherwise I had to try to see the phone laying down over there. Because her phone mount was not sufficient to hold your phone. No, I don't know if it holds anything, but I took it out of there. Okay. There was also other stuff in the way, like hanging from the mirror. We just moved everything out of the way. And I was trying to have less distracted driving. I was already had two distractions in the car. Mm-hmm. But when he went to fix the phone, because he said, well, you could put it on night mode, and then the map completely went away. And because we're in the woods and the map's gone, this also means he doesn't have a signal. And when his signal would go away, he'd start yakking at you. And I say that like I mean it, because he's not having a conversation with you. He's telling you things. They're sort of along the lines of, there was this guy doing a thing. On YouTube or TikTok or some other. Yes, but they're his little dark stories, and he had looked up how much crime was in that area, and what kind of crime. And then he wants to tell you about it. And, and I how say, did he know what area to look up? Or did he just say in this area? He probably said in this area. Oh my gosh. That's gosh. not even a... Right? Oh, for goodness sake. This kid. So you're you're like, oh no. You know, the map's not working. It's starting to get dark. We're in the middle of nowhere. And so I try to steer him into better, more positive things. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot of steering. It's you're rowing the boat and the wind's coming at you sideways. Mm-hmm. And it was really crazy all the way to the hotel. Mm. And I couldn't get him to stop. And it did not get better the next day. And by that, I mean it did get worse. Mm. So we... we got to the hotel really late and I had called them on the way. They said, it's fine as long as you get here before 11. Mm -hmm. So we got there and I got them settled and the dog's going to bark at everything. And I did make him put on a pull up this time. (sighs) I knew I wasn't really going to get much sleep. I was just going to take a nap. You know, I needed a hot shower and stayed up reading and and then fell asleep. And as soon as I woke up in the morning, I just got up. Mm -hmm. And my intention was to start driving. I figured I'm going to wake up at 4.30, so Mm -hmm. I might as well start driving. But there was a message, a text from my former work wife saying, don't hurry back here. There's a lot of smoke. Right. And I was only a few hours away, like maybe three or four hours. Mm -hmm. But I thought, well, that's true. And he's asleep and I need to figure out what I'm going to feed him and get him showered so I could sit next to him in the car. Yes. And uh, we get going and then we have map problems and we have manic problems. And we ended up taking some long ways that if I had memorized and written down the route that I would have preferred would not have happened. It says to go that way and it says there's an accident ahead. And when I would pull over to try to look at the map, he was yakking at me and I couldn't pay attention. Right. To, I'm like, do I sit here for half an hour trying to figure out or yeah. do I just go ahead? And, and at that point, I would get out of the car. Yeah, I could have done that. But, but it was hot out and I'm not good at thinking when it's 100 degrees. No, I am. you are not. We were only a couple hours away, but then we were only a couple hours away for like an hour. <laughs> and we're driving on a road in the middle of nowhere and he flips from slap happy, which he had said sometime during this, all this driving. He has said, well, at least I'm happy. Oh my God. In other words, he's he's really manic at that point. Mm-hmm. And he, he flips. And he starts arguing with me. Why am I driving like that? And why can't I go faster? And he could drive the car. And he could too drive the car. He drove it side by side when he was with his brother before. And he drove it 64 miles an hour. I'm like, yeah, and you flipped it. So, mm-hmm. but he, there was no, like, all I could say to him was, you do not have a driver's license. Therefore, you are not driving the car. Right. And that is fine. Well, there's nobody here. There's nobody on this road. This is a public road and you do not have a driver's license. Mm-hmm. And you will not be driving the car. Right. And he fought and fought and fought with me. And then he passed up. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy. 
please let me get home. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, ha- down this road and I'm like, what the hell did I do? And how did I get myself in this situation? Yeah. And like, that's why sometimes when I've had you map things on my phone, I'll say, don't hit the start button because I need to look at like where the map is taking us first and see what the other options are. And right. Like, and I looked at the map, and it looked good, and it was the shortest route until it wasn't. So I had to call in to work for a couple hours because we were going to be late between us leaving there a little later and our extra adventure. You had originally planned on leaving at stupid o'clock in the morning and getting home before your work from home shift started. Yes. But then that did not happen. Yeah. And my, my, my boss tends to ask me if everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm okay, but the boy is not. Mm-hmm. And she did ask me about it the next day. And I said, he's not got all his meds into him yet. And he was very manic It was mm-hmm. a problem. I didn't have to say where we were. Right. But I wasn't working anyway, so it didn't matter. Yep. So I decided that we are not driving to his brother's. <laughs> It will be enough challenge if you do end up making the trip to make it with other people managing your navigation, with other people doing the flying and the ferry piloting and whatever else. Right. Yeah. Because his brother lives way up in a remote part of Alaska that requires... It's not too far out from... the, The nearest big city is a big city that cruise boats stop at. So I wonder how much it would cost to put him on a cruise and just have him get off. I so considered, <laughs> like, if we went, if we could take a cruise there, because there's food uh-huh. and there's things for him to do, but cruises don't work that way. No, they don't. They don't let you just get off and get on again three weeks later. You and I did go there mm-hmm. on our cruise. We did. Yeah, because I gave him the sweatshirt from there. Yep. You know, it's a little small on me now. Darn things shrink, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is our boy. He's still losing weight. And so that's another thing that makes me concerned about not having enough meds. Yeah, he has not eaten enough since he got sick with that influenza. His stomach shrunk. And he had, before, he'd like come downstairs and tear through half the kitchen and then, you know. Like leave. a typical teenage boy. Yeah. And now he did do that on the trip because he was stuck in the car and would think, oh, I'm hungry now. Mm-hmm. And he'd eat like all day. Yeah, but I mean, but it was yeah. It is a symptom of mania to neglect your hygiene and health and wellness needs. Correct. Was um, there anything gendery about it all? What was gendery was the days before that while I was with Vinny. Oh yeah, they were very aware. Everywhere we went and everyone we were dealing with was very different dealing with me compared and, to how they deal with yeah, Vinny. They could describe more of it than I could observe mm-hmm. because that's their reality. Mm-hmm. People don't know what to do with them. They look... Non-binary. Non-binary, yeah. Yes. And and people are like, what? Mm-hmm. And so they just don't. Yeah. And and Vinny says this all the time, people won't deal with them. So the one night Vinny wanted to go get some Indian food and was like, we'll just drive over there because we also have to go pick up the veggie box. And so we went over there and ordered the food and Vinny could describe like, they would ask a question and the person would answer me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't keep track of because the person was like three feet away because they had this barrier thing there. Right. Because I was busy looking at Vinny to see if they, you know, had an answer. Mm-hmm. Or had, if they had other input or right. something. I was looking at Vinny sometimes to see if they understood what the person was saying, because I might not have caught it all, because I do need my hearing tested, so. Yeah, I need to schedule that for both of us, but. Right. But then, like, we went back to pick up the food. Oh, I know. After we ordered it, they brought over the bill, and Vinny gave them a credit card. And they brought it over, and they rung it up, brought it back, and handed it to me. Of course they did. And I was like, and I slid it over to Vinny, <laughs> Vinny signed it, and gave it back to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I was like, that was weird. And Vinny was like, that is my life. Yes, it totally is. It is. 
It really is because yeah. that used to happen to you and I all the time when you were first, you, you used to notice. Yeah. 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 And so a- anywhere we went to do something was like that. So we were doing some stuff in the front yard, and there's a guy that comes by. Mm-hmm. He says he lives nearby. He does yard work, and he could clean up those weeds in the front for us. And he's talking to me, and Vinny and I talked about this after, and I said, well, he's a man, and he's a black man, and so he's not going to just talk to the woman-figured person there because that's a problem. He's going to talk to me because I'm right there. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it did do the weird thing where Vinny would talk, and the guy would answer me. Yeah. So. But Vinny said, I looked at Vinny like, do you want him to do anything? Because if you do, then I will instruct him to do the thing that you tell me he should do. (laughs) Right? And so I said, is there, you know, is there anything? And I was trying to get the saw out of the car. So I thought I might have him help me with that. But I had figured it out and I had a really good system the way you and I had propped it up in the back Mm -hmm. and I could slide it out and flip it onto the frame Mm -hmm. with the wheels. Didn't fit through the gate. Oh! It was too wide at the bottom. Okay. So we had to find another way. Right. And fortunately, he was there. So he helped me carry it. That's good. So I brought the frame in the back and then he helped me carry it and we put it on the frame. Mm -hmm. Vinny says, oh, come with me. I'll show you what you could do. Tell me if you can do it. I said, oh, you want them to look at the bricks? I said, go with them and they will show you and you can tell us if you can do this. And Vinny wanted the bricks moved. And I probably could have done it, but it would have took me a really long time. The guy was fast. He was very fast, but he wasn't doing it right. So then Vinny tried to say, do it this way. And then Vinny realized that's not going to work. So Vinny came back out in front and got me and said, so here's what he's doing. Can you go tell him? (laughs) So I went back there and said, here's what I want you to do. This is what I did when I did mine in my yard last year. This is what's going to make it flatter. Don't smash him in there. Find one that fits. This kind of stuff. And, you know... Even it out underneath. And I showed him with the sand that was there. And so then he did what I said. Yeah, of course he did. Right. It wasn't, you know, it's perfect. Because you're a man. Yes, exactly. Fuck. At some point, if it's not bright and sunny out anymore, I usually do take my hat off to show I'm not some... I'm not a young guy. Mm-hmm. I'm an old guy with gray hair. Mm-hmm. It it creates a different interaction. It does. And as I recently explained to the young trans person that I talked to the other week, you've got to be ready because some guys will come at you. Yeah. Because young guys are like that and they fight and they might pick a fight with you. Yes. They react differently to an old guy with gray hair. Mm-hmm. So that, that was probably more gendery than the other stuff, which... Yeah. Okay. It was just stuff was happening. And I mean, it was, everything was easier. Yeah. When we went to the weird gas station, the boy and I and the dog, uh, and people were tweaking, it was still easier because nobody was going to bother me. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Well. Does it, the, do you guys notice that when you, you're there, it's just you and Vinny? Um, of course, you didn't go out as much. We, we went out some and I don't know that there was, like, there were a couple of weird interactions, but like between a femme presenting person and a very non-binary presenting person, like, they never quite knew what to do with either of us. Like, is this the mask person? Is this the man in their relationship? Right. <laughs> or- you know? Right. So, like, it, it was like nobody ever really knew what to do. So, we had a little bit... When people don't know what to do, if you're prepared for that, you can kind of just step in and guide the interaction. Yes. And you're good at that. I am. Yeah. So... So, you're both in Vinny's world because it's often your world as well, but you're good at stepping in there. I am. And also, I present more cis female. I look like a girl. You know how to fool them. I do. Yes, you do. freaking hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there anything else about any of that for now or? 
I think that's it and that we need to turn the air conditioning back on. Okay, that can be it for now. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Stripping again. You can wheel it into the. Let me. I'll wheel it. I'll into, get it. Yeah, wheel it into the other room. Mostly, I was saying it so you would respond, and I could get a level on your voice. Right. 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 Nine years, and we're still working it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we ready? Well, I thought. Nope. There's the mute button. Okay. When when you moved it, you touched the mute button because I've been moving it from down here. I haven't touched it since we did levels. You were moving it all over by you. I might have... I don't know. I don't know. One of us turned it off. Darn, I thought we had that all so easy this time. But <laughs> that's what I get for thinking that. We don't get to have things easy. Yes, we do. We just haven't figured out how yet. Okay, fair. I appreciate that mindset reframing. Mm-hmm. Okay, trying again. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Ha, 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 ha.